This is Susan D. Brock, Telluride Inside and Out. And we are talking with Dr. Alan Softy, a Telluride local and world-renowned internist and gastroenterologist with encyclopedic knowledge of mind-body wellness and preventative medicine. Dr. Allen posts regularly on Telluride Inside and Out under the banner of To Your Health. This winter, he taught a series of lectures at the Peaks for doctors and us folks. This summer, he once again leads his very popular week-long wellness retreats using evidence-based science to deal with issues of health and longevity. He's supported by a staff of medical professionals, personal trainers, Pilates and yoga instructors, dietitians, and chefs, all focused on your own unique wellness profile. So a large study, and it's a new one, from Northwestern University ties eggs and cholesterol consumption to heart disease risk. So many nutritionists still continue to say that eggs are great for you, a wonderful source of inexpensive, high-quality protein, plus vitamin B2, D, B6, B12, zinc, iron, copper, and good, meaning HDL fats. The mid-March headline reflecting the study's findings served up some conflicting and confusing advice. And we are talking about headlines in the New York Times all the way to Kaiser Health News. The new analysis looked at data from six large prospective studies involving just under 30,000 racially and ethnically diverse participants with an average follow-up of more than 17 years. It found that for each additional 300 milligrams of cholesterol in the diet, there were 17%, there was, sorry, a 17% increase in the risk of cardiovascular disease and an 18% increased risk of premature, premature death from any cause. The findings were published in JAMA. But does the study itself need studying? According to Dr. Alan Softy, a big yes, and here's why. Dr. Softy, thanks for taking time out of your lecture schedule to speak with me today. Oh, I really appreciate it, Susan. Thank you. So my understanding is that the Northwestern study was observational. Please explain what that means. Well, um, let's take a step back. I mean, there's been a whole bunch of studies over the years in regards to cholesterol. Um, some of them were very good prospective studies looking at specific single items or biomarkers that we look at for cardiovascular disease. This was observational, meaning... You take 29,000 people, 29,615 people actually, and you enroll them, you ask them about their dietary habits, um, and then you follow them and you see what happens over about a 17.5 year period of time thereafter. So it's an observational study and this is really a meta-analysis of many other studies. So they combine six smaller studies in order to get one larger study to get all the 29,615 individuals. So it's not one study of 29,000. It's okay. six smaller studies looking at the data and combining the data from previous studies. So it's not something where they look back at the end of the study and said, okay, let's look at a variety of other parameters. They just looked at all-cause mortality and heart disease or cardiovascular disease at the end of the study. Okay, thank you. So what are the p potential flaws in the study? And can the flaw flaws be attributed to different types of patients 
and patient recall in general. I mean, how many of us remember what we ate last night, never mind last week? And how many times was this population asked to fill out the questionnaires detailing the foods they ate? That's a real problem. Okay. Absolutely correct. Um, They filled out a questionnaire at the onset of the study. Um, They were not questioned on intervals throughout the study. And so we don't know specific line items, waist circumference, BMI, you know, body mass index, um, consumption of high nitrate-containing meats, such as bacon and sausage and things that they might have had with the eggs. So, you know, often is it the eggs or is it the saturated fats they may have consumed with the eggs? Um, So there are certain flaws with this study that I would have liked to see be corrected before it was published. So could I deduce from what you just said that maybe it's not the egg cholesterol, it could have been something else on their plates over the years? Well, yes. I mean, it's that's one thing we need to make sure in science before we just look at headlines. We have to look beyond the headlines. Um, you know, cholesterol has been linked with heart disease and early death for many, many years. It's something we all need, though. I mean, you need cholesterol, I need cholesterol. It's a structural molecule. It's essential to every cell membrane in our body. Uh, We need it to make steroid hormones like testosterone, estrogen, cortisol. Um, But there's not a linear relationship between cholesterol intake in the diet and serum cholesterol, at least in 70% of individuals there's not. Um, So in this study, uh, the conclusion was... um, it, it was the cholesterol and the egg yolk that's causing the problems. Uh, they didn't conclude maybe it's some other habits, people that consume massive quantities of eggs, or maybe the people, at least in these studies, um, had differences in nitrate-containing meats that they would consume. So we should have controlled for what else is in the diet. We should control for body mass index. We should control for exercise. And then we have comparable groups that we're comparing it to. Okay, thanks. So prior to 2015, nutritional guidelines recommended eating less than 300 milligrams of dietary dietary cholesterol per day. But that year, based on the available data at the time, those recommendations were shifted, um, eliminating the daily limit on cholesterol and focusing instead on the reduction of foods high in saturated fats. So now are we back to the limits on eggs or not? Um, let me give you a few other studies. And, I, you know, I don't know that we have a definitive answer. Um, I think there's a lot of flaws personally that I can see with this study. It's a very good study because it's a very long study. Um, but, you know, it is... There's another very large study that was published in the European Journal of Nutrition back uh, a year ago, well, May 2nd, 2018, and I think it was picked up by Heart Journal in the United States. And they looked at one egg per day consumption, and um, there was no association with increased cardiovascular disease or all-cause mortality. Um, So, you know, there's other studies that look at biological markers, um, Other studies look at lutein and zeaxanthin concentrations and elevation in your lipids. And um, 
so we don't really see, at least biochemically, that you know the egg per day is as dangerous as this study really points out. Um, so I think we need to take this study into consideration. Um, I've always been somewhat judicious in my cholesterol intake, but I think absolutely you're right. We need to avoid the diets high in saturated fats, the four-legged animals consumed on a regular basis. The things that go along with the eggs uh, scare me more than the egg itself. Okay. If I'm an egg eater and I want to stay that way, isn't the cholesterol, um, doesn't the cholesterol sort of abide in, in the yolk? Could I just go ahead and eat egg whites? Absolutely. Um, you know, and I do that. Um, so if I'm going to have three eggs, I will have one whole egg and two egg whites equivalents. Um, there is no cholesterol in the egg whites. There's good protein. Um, you know, it's quite beneficial to people. And I think if we're judicious and we decide, you know, okay, we're not going to push it and eat, you know, four or five whole eggs per day, but we're going to, you know, substitute some of the eggs with egg whites, I think that's very reasonable. Um, there was an interesting study that compared oatmeal to two eggs for breakfast. Um, and they looked at some of the biomarkers of cardiovascular risk, and actually some of the biomarkers actually went down a little bit. Um, it was a small study. It's a biochemical study, and that was published back in 2017. So I think we need to keep our eyes and ears open to future studies. Eggs have been debated ever since I've been a physician. Um, so I think everything in moderation. Uh, I think that one can substitute for some of the whole eggs, egg whites, and just be careful what else you're consuming in your diet besides the eggs, because some of the other things may be much more dangerous than the eggs. I hate for people to just focus on eggs and then figure, well, I can substitute, you know, and have more bacon, I can have more sausage, more processed meat. We know those are absolutely risky, and there's no debate about those. Back to the egg whites. In the introduction, I, I listed all the good stuff in eggs. So, you know, all the vitamin Bs and the zinc and the, you know, the other minerals and the good fats. Are most, is most of that stuff in the egg whites? Um, a lot of the proteins, a lot of the trace elements are in the egg whites. Some of the, you know, the cholesterol is in the egg yolk. Um, actually, consuming egg yolks may even increase HDL cholesterol, the good cholesterol. So you're not going to get that from the egg white. Um, but you're going to get the majority of benefits. And I really wouldn't want people to focus on the trace elements of this. I do like them to focus on a good quality protein uh, mm -hmm. that they can get with the egg whites. Okay. So at least one new source, and I think it was CBS that I was scanning among all the sources that covered those headlines. Um, they quoted a doctor from the Cleveland Clinic who recommended just sticking with the Mediterranean diet, which is a theme song in your life saying, again, that it's rich in heart-healthy, plant-based foods that are low in cholesterol, you know, all the fruits, veggies, whole grains, legumes, and nuts. So if we stick with the Mediterranean diet, does this whole conversation become moot? I would think for the most part it does. Um, there, There's two diets that are very similar, the Mediterranean diet and uh, the new Nordic uh, diet. Uh, which is very similar. It's just a northern population that eats in a similar fashion, but instead of olive oil, they have 
um, canola oil, and they have different fruits and vegetables. But I think if we stick to, you know, consuming you know, a lot of green leafy vegetables, spinach, kale, collards, you know, fatty fish, um, some eggs, and uh, non-meat protein sources um, and fruits, I think that we have proven efficacy without calorie counting of both the new Nordic diet and the Mediterranean diet, that those are the type diets we really should be aiming towards. Um, and do they include any eggs at all? Yes, yes. You can absolutely have some eggs um, in both of those diets. Um, both of the diets, the new Nordic and the uh, Mediterranean diet, do uh, both have some egg consumption within them. Again, I am not convinced from this study, 100% convinced that it was the eggs. I think it may have been some other habits that individuals would have or what they're consuming with the eggs. Um, and we don't have, you like to control for our, all variables, and we didn't have that in this study. Um, so we don't know that we controlled for exercise and other consumption of unhealthy foods. Okay, so I have to go to this punchline. If you, and it's very difficult to generalize, but I'm going to ask you to do that. If you were making a recommendation to someone with what you would say was a healthy lifestyle, lots of exercise, good rest, and maybe even, yes, the Mediterranean diet, how many eggs a week would you feel, whole eggs, you would, would you feel would be safe to consume? Um, unfortunately, I can't point to science, so this is opinion-based. I can point to the Chinese studies from Shuangbo. Um, and I, would, I don't eat a whole egg per day, but I wouldn't feel uncomfortable if the rest of my diet was good, my exercise was good, my sleep patterns were good, my stress mm -hmm. levels were low uh, with one whole egg per day. Um, I'd rather people do that uh, than a lot of other foods that they could consume that would be much more unhealthy. Okay, we're going to wrap it from here, and we'll see. We'll follow up on this study if there's any more news that, that breaks. But thank you. This has been Susan V. Brock, Telluride Inside and Out. I want to remind our listeners that he, Dr. Safdie will be teaching um, his Live Longer Retreat again this summer at the Peaks Hotel. Go to the Telluride Longevity Institute. Is that it, Dr. Safdie? Yeah, TellurideLongevityInstitute.org. .org for more information on those wellness intensives. Thanks for taking time to talk with me, Dr. Safdie. Thank you. This was fascinating. Thank you very much. You're welcome.